I'm pretty sure I drink a, a semen milkshake from Cold Stone once. Totally suck your guys' dick as a female. Fucking boring ass motherfucker. Sounds like you paid $10 for four milkshakes. So what, what are you doing with this information? <laughs> why, why did you steal this from us? This podcast will get me in trouble for sure. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. Today, we're going to be discussing sleep disorders, games we wish would become hit TV shows, and an interesting dive into one of America's craziest blunders. But first, let's check in with the boys, see how we're doing today. Guys, how are we doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Ready to let this bad boy run. It could be better. Fabulous. With us, we have Chris. Yes. Yeah. We have uh, Steven. What's going on? Very good. And uh, we have the Ryan. Howdy do, that's who. Yeah, welcome boys, welcome. Episode so happy one. to be here. <laughs> the pilot, man. It's all about just getting it off the ground and getting to cruising altitude. I would have called it episode P. Episode P, what does that mean? It means P for, for penis, or pilot, or pussy. P for pilot, I like P for pilot. I don't feel like I brought enough whiskey for this thing. Wait, wait but what kind of whiskey? Uh, eagle, eagle rare, uh, eagle rare with uh, about a gallon of simple syrup, about a gallon of simple Where did, syrup. Where'd you get eagle rare at? Where'd you get eagle rare? I heard it's impossible to get eagle rare. They're full of shit. Well, this is the same guy that's got Pliny on tap right down the street, right? He knows the secret handshake and the high five move. Got the eagle rare right over there, man. Get it for you whenever you want. Is it really hard to get? Go get me a bottle. It's almost as hard as Pliny. Well, Pliny, yeah. Pliny's not hard to get. I know several liquor stores where I can walk in and get a Pliny. The elder, not the younger. It's February. They always do uh, Pliny Day. Is it time again? I've, I've never had Pliny the Elder. you never had Pliny the Elder? No, I've, I don't know what that is. I've never had it. Uh, I've tried to find it and it's, it's always sold out. a unicorn beer. It used to be hard to find and people acted like it was the best thing. But it is very good. It's very smooth. It's a double IPA, so it's like 8%. So on beeradvocate.com with 267,000 votes, it is a 100 out of 100. Then what's Pliny the Younger? Because the Younger is better the younger than the Elder. is 11%. And 100 is maximum goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go into the fourth dimension to get voting for Pliny the Younger. So what are we doing here, guys? Well, I got to go because as of three minutes ago, Hogwarts Legacy launched on my PlayStation. So it was nice chatting with you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Good talking with you. Right? <laughs> so glad we. <laughs> yeah, you better. Let's hear about sleep paralysis, Ryan. There's no warm-up? You're just, just going to spit on my dick and put it in? You'd be lucky if there's spit on it. you got to have some warm-up. <laughs> you want to go to dinner? I'm all about the dry game. <laughs> I didn't realize you were the fancy guy. Has, has anyone in here experienced sleep paralysis? Well, like, what is yes. it exactly? Because no. I feel like I have once. It's when you wake up in the middle of the night, and you you just can't fucking move. You want you want to move, but you want to get up. You want to go take a piss. You want to you want you want to look around, but you can't. You're just stuck there, motionless. Yeah. Has this ever happened to you? It has not happened to me, but I, I, I've seen it happen in movies, and I, I've read about it in stories, and it's fucking scary as shit. And there's a lot of debate on whether or not it's a simple scientific thing that's easily explained, or it's fucking spooky as shit, and it's paranormal. I know Chris said the other day that he's experienced sleep paralysis. He's hiding it from us. <laughs> Steven, Steven, was, uh, Steven and I were roommates one time I had it. It was like, uh, uh, that was one, like, so I've had it during the night twice, two or three times maybe. And then I had one time during the day. So I've kind of seen both sides. But at, at night, it was like, uh, it was like 3, 30, 4 o'clock and I woke up. And all I could do was open my eyes, but I couldn't like, 
I couldn't sit up. I couldn't roll over. I couldn't wiggle anything. All I could really do was like look around and I noticed that I was like feeding. Like that, that was the only thing I could focus on. And it was like that for, you know, what felt like maybe five to 10 minutes, something like that. And then, and then eventually it like loosened up and I got up and I, and I walked out of my room and Steven was sitting at the dining room table eating Cheerios. <laughs> Dude. I want to know why you were eating Cheerios at four in the morning. Um, cereals fucking bomb. <laughs> Any time of the day. So when you were having the sleep paralysis, Chris, did you, was that the time where you told me that you like were hearing or like seeing ghosts? What? You saw, you saw shit, Chris. I don't remember seeing stuff, but it was like, it was like one of those things where like, you can't look over your shoulder, but you're like, Oh, I feel like there's something over there. And it was kind of, I think, I think up until that, like I was having, I was having some dreams about spooky stuff. And then when I woke up, I didn't see any spooky stuff, but I couldn't move anymore. What were the dreams? Was it, was it about something like climbing on top of you, holding you down? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I guess it was a little bit of like a spooky, spooky critter, like chasing me a little bit. And, and it was like, I, I kept running from it. I would look over my shoulder and I'm like, oh shoot, he's right there. He's like gaining on me. And I would like jump over like bushes and go over like fences and stuff. And I think there was one where I like jumped over the bush, but it was actually like the edge of the cliff. So when I jumped over, I was like, uh oh, and I had that like immediate falling feeling. And then I woke up. I think I've had, and I blame this all on you guys. I had one episode of this weird, I almost want to call it like schizophrenic episode or maybe a sleep paralysis. We had like, I think it was like my first time or second time playing phasmophobia. And you fuckers kept making me go into the house by myself or going into the basement by myself. And like that shit fucking seeped into my subconscious because that night, like there was something in my closet. I kept waking up every like two hours and I swear there was a fucking old lady in the closet and I couldn't fucking fucking move. And like, I didn't know if I was dreaming or not because like I would see shit going on in the closet and hear shit voices. And then I was like, I can't move. And then I, I would wake up. And it was a dream, like, but it was a dream within a dream. And I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. Like, it was the weirdest night of sleep I ever got. And I legitimately sat there in the morning wondering if I was schizophrenic and just finally having a breakdown mentally. That's the closest thing I can say that I've had to sleep paralysis. Or you might have been peering into the other dimensions. No, it was fucking scary. I didn't want to look over there. I could tell myself like, yeah, you're going crazy. Like, this is not real. Like, come on, dude. Like, chill out. Like I kept hearing voices in my head. It was just a in and out of sleep, that fucking weird little area that you can get into mentally when you're in and out of sleep. That same night we we played Phasmophobia and it was like all spooky and stuff. So I go and I lay down in bed and I remember uh, Ryan sent us like, it was like a claymation Phasmophobia video where it was, you know, some like uh, Twitch streamers like made this like quick little claymation like, oh, they're like walking through and then the ghost stuff show up. So so I have uh, in my bedroom, I have four can lights and they were on on like the dim setting. And so I was watching this video and in the video, it gets to a point where the people are walking and all of a sudden the lights turn off in the video in their house. And it's like the ghost is after him. The moment that happened, the lights in my bedroom turned off and it was scary. I freaked out. Then I remembered that my lights were on a timer. They go off at like, they turn off at like 945 or something. And it was exactly 945 when that happened. 
we're gonna go down this fucking weird rabbit hole of spooky shit happening um i think it was around 14 when the ring came out do you guys remember that movie yeah dude i took a date to see that at 14 years old and i legitimately covered my eyes the whole entire movie <laughs> like in front of her i didn't give a shit i was so fucking scared but like if people don't remember but like the premise of that movie is once you watch the vhs tape like you're haunted and you have to like show it to somebody else within like three days or seven days or something but like you would know you're gonna fucking die when the tv would turn on and it's all static back when we had cable and there was like those channels that were just pure static dude my tv turned on in the middle of the night pure static like two days after i saw that movie i was fucking flipping out unplugged that motherfucker big old tube tv <laughs> just so did you give the tape to the girl that you went and saw the ring with dude i don't know dude that shit fucking freaked me out dude I fucking never saw shit. her again her name was melissa adams and she probably thinks i'm the world's biggest pussy that she's ever met <laughs> shout out to melissa shout out to melissa adams glad you named her she probably still talks about you yeah probably that reminds me of a horror game amanda's new vhs or amanda's adventure Never, what is that or amanda the adventure it's kind of a similar premise where you have a vhs tape you watch one after the other and at the end uh the little character comes out and and kills you or kills your player it has some lore behind it but it's it's kind of a similar premise i just looked up screenshots of it it looks absolutely terrible <laughs> <laughs> oh it's bad it's it's not really really good graphics but it's so steven, so steven it sounds like you believe in, in the in the paranormal since you're so afraid of it um yeah i'm definitely like respectful of it you know, like I can't say that I believe it because I haven't seen anything concrete, but like I'm very respectful of it and like I'm not going to fuck around with it. Like I'm not that like confident that it doesn't exist to just be fucking like calling it out, like calling ghosts out. Like dude, when I was a kid, Bloody Mary, you know, and they would take you in the, the bathroom and turn off the lights, say Bloody Mary, fuck that shit, dude. I won't fuck with it. I won't do that. I'm not saying it, not doing it. So, so what if somebody told you that when you're going to sleep, it actually let, gives you access to the other dimensions. So when you go into REM sleep, it. your brain is I'm... soaked with different chemicals. And if you wake up in the middle of the night during REM sleep and you wake up and you're not able to move because your body's still in that sleep state. But since you opened your eyes, you're, go, you're peeking through that veil of, of spookiness. Yeah, I fucking would not doubt that. I also think about that shit when you're getting like a surgery and you wake up during surgery and you fucking can't move. Like similar? No, it's not like your body's like completely like paralyzed. You just can't move it. You're just kind of awake. So, so when Chris is being haunted by a monster, you're just sitting there in your underwear eating Cheerios. <laughs> what else do you want me to do, man? <laughs> you want me to fucking hug him cuddle him back to bed <laughs> put me to bed Steven Chris is just lying there help you good bud <laughs> I wonder if anyone who's really into like that older genre of um, erotic porn if they're like because typically with sleep paralysis it's it's an old lady who's a bit scary if anyone is into that fetish um, are excited by this kind of phenomenon old scary lady fetish do you want to ex uh, like elaborate because I have never met somebody with an old lady fetish let alone like a horror movie lady fetish. So I've never seen that category on Pornhub, old scary lady. You know, I think this calls for a Pornhub break to see what exists. <laughs> if I could share my screen. Old lady. What should I search? Old lady horror porn. Oh, it exists. 
the regrets. Uh, There's definitely a senior section. Yeah, that does exist. Can I share this video with you guys? Share screen, bottom of the page. Uh, Because it definitely exists. Sure. That's that's bad podcasting, Stephen. The the listeners can't see the video. Well, this one's uh, CGI, so I don't know if that counts. But this like old ghost lady's like sucking like this fat hog, and she's deep throating it right now. She's wearing like an old. She's wearing like a '50s woman outfit. She has a pearl necklace on and a hat, but she's like all green. There's a big dick halfway down her throat. I wonder if he comes on her. This Amanda the Adventure game, it's brand new. It's not even out yet. There's only a demo. Yeah, you can play the demo. Yeah, I'm going to have to erase my search history after that. I played the demo. Yeah. Compatible with my Steam Deck. There's another one that kind of scared... It, it legitimately scared the hell out of me. It's uh, Garten of Ban Ban. It's, it's still in early release, but it was it was pretty scary. I don't fuck with scary games. Phasmophobia is about as crazy as I get. I love the scary shit because I want to see some scary shit in real life. So I'm hoping by talking about sleep paralysis, I'll experience it tonight. All you have to do is say, like, just, like, start talking shit on it like do these ghosts don't fucking exist dude fuck them they fucking pussy ass little ghosts not gonna haunt me taunt them ryan says it quietly <laughs> so what about your daytime sleep paralysis christian tell us that story yeah so that so that one was weird too so he knows so like, too hard it's like a, <laughs> it's like a it, it, it's like a saturday afternoon i'm like laying on the couch uh tanya's laying on the couch like our boy easton's watching tv and i was like napping and then i just remember like opening my eyes looking over and then saying same thing all i could do was move my eyes around i couldn't move anything else and i remember i was like trying to like wiggle but the wiggle wasn't happening and and i i and so I, I felt like i started getting nervous so i could like i noticed i was like starting to breathe really hard really heavy and it was like that for like five ten minutes or so and i kept trying to wiggle and then eventually and then eventually i just it, the wiggling actually happened i was good to go so sexy. Did you say anything? You just yeah. just sitting there with your eyes open. Yeah, I, I was. Well, I, that's that's the point. I couldn't. The only thing I could do was move my eyes. I couldn't open my mouth and say like help or anything. So, but I like I look over there and I I see everyone. <laughs> they know you're awake, or no. you're just over there conscious, trying to wiggle, and everyone's having. Yeah, well, well, they. I mean, last I recall, I was sleeping, so they weren't like noticing that I woke up or anything. So that so see the daytime one. That's what makes that's what makes me think it's like. Oh, maybe there's like a scientific aspect to it. The nighttime one is like where it could be like a creepy, phasmophobic impact. There's there's a neurotransmitter released when you go to sleep, right? That will paralyze you. That's why you don't move in the, you know, when you're dreaming and stuff. And sometimes you can, you know, fade in and out of that. And maybe that's residual neurotransmitter. As you're waking up, it still hasn't dissipated or your body hasn't gotten rid of it. Signal's not getting there. It's too scientific for me. So Chris, you're about 50-50 on it being a, a spooky thing? Yeah, I would say so. Like like the before the daytime one, I would say, oh, it was a spooky one. But then when it would happen during the day, I was like, uh, wait a minute. There's nothing spooky going on right now. And I didn't get like a spooky feeling either. It was just, it was just a weird occurrence. You're really crushing my dreams right now because I was 100% team spooky until you said that story. Well, see, so you, what you got to do is you got to play you got to play uh, Phasmophobia tonight, and then this weekend you got to watch some Blippy. You need to take uh, eat lots of pumpkin seeds. There you go. What the fuck's a pumpkin seeds got to do with anything? I'll read, I won't just I won't just like paraphrase it. I'll read it. They have uh, pumpkin seeds are a good source of tryptophan and magnesium, which both promote good sleep, but also the magnesium like 
uh, helps create uh, one of those dreams that are uh, very vivid. Lucid dreams? Lucid dreams. You can control your dreams? Yes. Oh, so if you eat a lot of pumpkin seeds. I've done it. It works. I promise you. You'll have like more vivid dreams. You'll wake up remembering the dreams. So so what are you doing in your lucid dreams? Because that's when you like realize you're in a dream. Dude, I have tried like, so hard to do whatever the fuck I want, but like it's like you're like you realize you're dreaming you're like oh i'm gonna fucking take off her clothes and you're like <laughs> you get too excited <laughs> too excited you have to you balance it like it's, you have to balance it because you get too excited you're gonna wake up so you gotta like eh, just take what you get i'm gonna go buy some fucking pumpkin seeds tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> plus they're fucking delicious oh i think they're good because i remember my dreams pretty well i can i'm pretty pretty vivid on them but i don't have the ability to control them they're just like movies to me angel you're spelling off some stupid scientific facts over there i think you're on team science which which disappoints me no i mean i believe that there is something there you know but um, for for that story specifically for chris yeah it sounds like some of that residual neurotransmitter was still in his system but seeing things and because i've actually had an experience or two um that i really can't explain uh, when i when i used to work at it like a an amusement park kind of deal like a golf like a putt putt golf place boomers, boomers. boomers. <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't boomers not a sponsor not a sponsor <laughs> golf, golf land. yeah no it's uh, the place is I... it castle park or castle park's haunted yeah 17th hole is it really that's what i've heard that's for another podcast. Yeah, we sh- we could really go down the spooky rabbit hole, but I would like to explore like places you would want to go to. There's a graveyard next to Cal Poly Pomona. That's like an ancient graveyard that's underneath like some a bridge with some train tracks. That's pretty sketch, but a lot of people like to go there. And then there's also like some abandoned asylums in like I think North Hollywood that like if you're brave enough you can go into. Like you can go into the asylums for sure, but. I don't fuck with anything in Hollywood. I'm down to do that. That'd be a, that would be a good vlog. So you've done this, Steven? Oh no, I've I've YouTubed it because I was always curious. <laughs> I was told about it, so I looked it up. The graveyard I have not done, but I would do that first because I feel safer. I'm down for the graveyard, not yeah. not for the Hollywood asylum. Yeah, yeah. Would you be down to do like a seance there? The Ouija board seance, dude. That'd be fucking. It's the old Spadra uh, graveyard because Pomona used to be called Spadra. So. I'm putting Angel on Team Science, but he wants to believe. I am on. I am Team Spooky for sure. I am. Fuck yeah! If it makes the story spookier, I know I didn't used to work at Boomers. It was called Mulligan. It actually burned down after it closed. So did you work there till they closed? No, no, I left years before. Ah, damn! Did you burn it down? <laughs> <laughs> Off the record, Angel, what's going on, man? Off the record. Off the record? Uh, you know, no, no. I think it was a homeless encampment or something. So have you guys, are you guys all caught up on Last of Us? I am, I am. I'm not. What's that? You haven't watched Last of Us? You still haven't watched the last one? I'm on episode four. I started it last night. I immediately fell asleep. Dude, I have like limited time. But anyway. We all have limited time. We all have 24 yeah, hours whatever, a day. Whatever, Steven, I have two hours a special. night. <laughs> I just want to play fucking video games. <laughs> Angel, you you don't know anything about Last of Us? I've never played the game, so this story is... So don't say you've never played the game, because you're going to get Ryan pretty heated. When I was like, when you guys first said, hey, let's come up with some topics, like whatever. You know, like this is like the first thing that jumped... Oh, that's just kind of like current event, right? Everybody's watching The Last of Us, like group chats, Last of Us, or you just talk to your buddy about it, you know? I wanted to talk... Well, I just want to blame Ryan for everything I'm going to say, because it's definitely his fault. Let me paint you a picture when uh I just Ryan saw an orb out. inside Angel's room, I'm just going to say. Yeah. Ghost orbs. Timestamp that shit, Angel. 
So anyways, before I was rudely interrupted by Ryan, back, uh, when was that, Ryan? Like, uh, 2021, end of COVID? That was like six months ago. Back when somebody... Because as soon as you finished playing, they announced the remake. Yeah, so uh, it was around the fact that I think Ryan found out that I never played The Last of Us. He was, like, flabbergasted. I'm pretty sure he was like, this is the best fucking game of all time! The story is so good! (laughs) And he goes... Well, it's true! How can you play games for so long and ignore, like, the greatest story ever told in a video game? he goes, you play it, you play it now, Steven! (laughs) Yeah. He knows it's true. And he was saying it was better than, like, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like, he was was making some pretty big claims. No, it was, like, the best story... Zelda doesn't really have a good story. The best story of all time. I don't know if he necessarily said it was the best game of all time, but he was, like, the best fucking story of all time. Like, you haven't played it, you're crazy you need to play it thankfully around that time mr scalper was able to score me a ps5 at cost <laughs> very generous friends in high places he also included a copy i think it was his copy of the last of us the ps4 version of the last of us actually funny enough it's not like the first time someone tried to strong arm me into playing that game like my cousin also thought it was the best game of all fucking time and the story was the best game and he like forced me to sit down on my ps4 and play it and i never got into it at the time because i wasn't really playing games but people are passionate about that game ryan <laughs> I remember when i started playing it like you know you're getting into it fucking around with joel ellie whatever and like i'd get like text messages probably like every fucking night from ryan it'd be like how far are you how far are you where are you have you seen that it'd be all cryptic too like did the truck scene happen yet <laughs> have you met bill <laughs> just shit like that and then like he knew when i was like coming up to something like shocking he would be like you're almost there you're almost there <laughs> like just like getting me to brace myself like getting giddy i could just see him in his room just being like giddy with excitement like waiting for me to like encounter like a certain scene like this is fucking good we watched it all or i played it all and then i think it was around that time that the show got announced did we know the show was announced before well while i was playing it i don't think so because then we like really geeked out over the show getting announced and hbo making it and us thinking that like it's going to be the best fucking show ever until they released like the cast and there was a fucking potato on the cast steven fucking <laughs> potato playing the main character <laughs> Is, like, episode one of this podcast, like, the good time to get canceled? It's perfect. But uh, Ellie, the main character, she looks kind of like Ellen Page in the game. When they casted her, they casted her like that chick from um, Game of Thrones, Lady Mormont, the little girl that was, like, all badass in Game of Thrones, and everybody liked her because she was this tiny little chick that was badass fighting for the North. But anyways, they casted her, and she just doesn't look anything like it do me and ryan were like so upset ryan be like i don't know <laughs> i don't know about this one i have my reservations <laughs> and then like some trailers came out and uh i think we started to like think that okay well maybe this can be good we'll give it a shot and every episode's been fucking fantastic i haven't seen the fourth one ryan is it good the fourth one's still good it's the weakest of the bunch so far but it's still Did you good. like the gay guy episode? That was a great episode. I thought it was great too. I got a little shit. I got a little shit on by some people for liking it so much. But Alicia was bawling. I thought it was fantastic. It was impactful. It was very impactful. I don't think I ever seen that in any sort of show ever. Like especially like a zombie or post apocalyptic where they're like, "Hey, let's uh, go through the journey of people who survive and like the thirty years that they might live after it happens, and you know, a relationship that might happen and what that means towards the end of it. There's no modern medicine. There's no anything. And you get to see that and it's tragic and impactful. Like, I just don't think that I've seen storytelling like that before. Very, 
very tactfully done. So I was thinking like, like I was wondering with you guys, I wanted to talk about what shit, like what hasn't been made into a TV show that definitely should, or something that was made into a TV show that was horrible that needs to be remade. Cause it was like precious good. Uh, so I'll go first. Uh, definitely uh, grand theft auto. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, trick question. Cause it's the same grand theft auto that just keeps getting re-released. Right. I mean, Grand Theft Auto was on the PS, what, 2, 3, 4, and 5? I think P- GTA 5 came out PS3, huh? Well, well, Grand Theft Auto Vice City is pretty much just Scarface. Yeah. I mean, GTA 5 would be a good story. Uh... I feel like the storytelling in that game was so good, it almost was like a TV show. Pretty sick to see it as a... I don't know why they have never tried making a TV show like Grand Theft Auto. I think it'd be, like, instantly popular. I think they haven't made Zelda. I'm sure now that we have the popularity of The Last of Us, you're going to start seeing the, the video game adaptations really come out in full force. Like, good adaptations. Like, I don't even think The Witcher was, like, that well done. And it was pretty good. Uh, but, like, World of Warcraft, I never fucked with that. I never even got into that. I don't even think anybody liked it. It was okay. It was... I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I actually liked it. I don't remember why I liked it. I just remember I liked it. And, and you have one that's kind of similar to that. Like you have you have like League of Legends. And so they, they released one on uh, Netflix, the Arcana. And that one was like one of the most popular ones on Netflix in a long time. Yeah, it's good. I like the like the, the real like, what do you call it? Like live action like takes on them because I feel like it's that's like the harder transition. Like I think it's easy to make like an anime based off of League of Legends. Like it's not a very hard transition, but uh, to make a live action like a live action Zelda, like I feel like you're that would be fucking hard to do and make people like it. But it would also be epic like the Ocarina of Time, I think would do well. I'm almost scared for someone to do that because... A lot of games that have been made into shows or video game or, or movies have been just duds, have been terrible. Um, and it's a diamond in the rough when you find one like Last of Us or, you know, even the Sonic movie I thought was pretty well made because they took a lot of feedback. And yeah. like the Dragon Ball Z, they tried it various times and it was awful every single time. So I'm scared for them to dra- either drag it. I'm, I'm hoping someone who understands what the, what the fans want to see make it shine. I think they want to see like a very like dark and gritty version of Z. Zelda, like something that's adult, that's going to translate well to like TV. I don't think like it's it would be good to like make it all PG and cartoony or anything like that. Like I think it should be like. I mean, what does he do? He like goes around like fighting demons and. Remember when they tried to make a dark and gritty Super Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> I didn't see that. successful over <laughs> Oh yeah, that's like right. 1990. I've never seen it yeah, in theaters. That was real bad. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's really bad. <laughs> this new Mario movie, but Mario has never made that leap. Like, I'm excited for the new one. Well, I think the issue is like when these movie companies grab a video game property, they don't they don't hire people that understand the property and know how to adapt it. Like The Last of Us has the creator behind it. He wrote several of the episodes. I think he directed episode two, so he's deeply involved with it. That's why it's like when they the changes that they make, they work out well because it's actually him just kind of like deep the lore so it's like yeah it's a little bit different but it makes sense and it kind of just deepens what was already there versus like actually altering it and that's why i think tv shows work better than movies because it's like you have you have like 12 hours of content to do something versus trying to shoehorn it all into two hours because originally they're going to make a last of us movie but it doesn't work that way because you spend five six hours developing a relationship between joel and ellie where they actually care about each other and then what happens later on that's hard to do in two and a half hours well you watch a lot of movies and shows but you watch the most movies out mm-hmm. of any of us 
So like, I don't even know for me, like movies don't almost, I almost don't even look for them anymore because the storytelling in TV shows is that much better. Like what movies actually tell a good story in two hours? Do you see that still? You still see it. Like, I can go through my AMC app and count whatever was good. Like recently. It's few and far between. Like, Usually it's like a fleeting two hours of entertainment. I'm never going to go back yeah. and watch it again. But like The Whale, that movie was fucking fantastic. It destroys you emotionally. That's, that's what a movie is supposed to do is make you feel emotions in two hours and you can remember the entire story when you think back about it. The TV shows, it's like hard to go back and like remember it all because it's like yeah. Game of Thrones is probably like a hundred hours of content, generic content and you fucking shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> slappy, silly it mark. ended just as I predicted. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. I think- okay, we'll talk about that. But like Zelda in the theme of Game of Thrones would be sick. But would it? Because Zelda's always like kind of like like hearted and fun. It's not really dark. Like sometimes That's what I'm saying. Sometimes a song is better when it's flipped and it's covered and made into a different thing. Like you know, I don't think people would enjoy an exact replica of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like they would enjoy. Like but Zelda doesn't have a great story though. It's more it's more about like the exploration and puzzle solving and just finding things. Like I love Zelda. I have a ton of Zelda merchandise. I'm super excited for I'm actually not that excited for the new one because it looks very copy paste. Like I love playing them. I like the music in them. I love the art style. I love the designs of everything. But story wise, like you can explain a Zelda story in like ten minutes if that. Yeah, because Mario has a fucking story, right? Well Mario doesn't <laughs> need a fucking movie either. Like I'm not ex- I'm not excited yeah. for the Mario movie, but it's not for me. It's for children. It's a children's movie. Wreck-It Ralph, still one of the best video game movies of all time. That, that was, was good. good. That was a good one. Yeah. That was made for the adults, right? I, think it, I mean, in a way, I think it captured like the fun of video games really well. And like that childhood arcade feeling for adults, as much as kids like to see the pretty colors and shit. The, the last Resident Evil movie is pretty decent, but they tried to the, the mesh Resident Evil 1 and 2 into a single movie. And it was fun. I'd probably never watch it again, but watching it in theaters was okay because it's like, Oh, I recognize that. That's cool. That's fun. And then it was over, but I'll never watch it again. But a Resident Evil TV show would probably be more interesting if they try to span most of the, the franchise. Like, I, I, I agree with Steven on the, like, the Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet, where, like, it's, like, tragic at the end. I've been, like, really hooked on tragedy and, like, you know, like, Last of Us is kind of adding a lot of that. You're like, oh, man, that first episode was rough. Oh, that second episode was rough. Wow, this third episode is kind of hard to get through, too. In the in the emotional aspect side, and I think it's because last of, the Last of Us game already started with that kind of a little bit darker background. Now, if you try and take Legend of Zelda, which was like a bright game, and turn it to the dark side, I'm not quite sure it's going to work as well. Assassin's a Creed. demon named Ganondorf, <laughs> hostile took over Hyrule and was trying to destroy the world. What is like bright about that? You know, like the whole story. It's presented in a bright but, way but you also have people like especially with those real iconic ones like i mean like ocarina of time is a very iconic game there and i think when you have those type of real special games you have to be careful of the fans because the fans are like dude this better be like spot on or i'm gonna say like you know i feel like people are so delicate with they it, fucked so. with that with last of us yeah but people the last of us is spot on to the game it pretty much Hardcore. is uh, the only thing i saw people complain like about bill but bill was gay in the games it, it was Yep. It wasn't blatantly there, but if you paid attention, it's like, yeah, he was. And the, the, the show just expanded He was on gay it. in the games, for sure. And yeah. she had that gay porn magazine, right? The gay porn magazine in the car. He said, that was my partner. Like, hello. You know, in the game, that he wasn't alive. So he died. When, we met, when you met Bill, the dude was dead. 
what was his name again? Frank. His partner. Frank was dead, and Bill was just as crazy as ever. So, you know, they never said, oh, he got bit in the game. He was not uh, just dying of cancer. Well, I think in the game he, he hangs himself. He does. Because you find him in the game. He does. He hangs himself, and yeah. it was a surprise to Bill. Like, he didn't know that, that he had done that, and then he saw the bite marks, and he's like, oh, he's bitten. Yeah, it was really cool, though. Like, they have done some really cool creative stuff with the game. Like, they have straight away from the script. There, there's one bad thing in a new episode, and I think it's more of a casting issue. Yeah. Is it with it's the, not even is that it with the she's bad. And, it's, oh. it's, it's just like, uh, I can't unsee Rose from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> yeah. Oh no no but oh well I was thinking the same thing but she was from Will and Grace. I don't remember her from Will and Grace. Yeah, so that that Will and, in the in in the in the Will and Grace show she's like she's like super flirty, she drinks and parties all the time and just giggles the whole, and she's like the uh no no it is. Well, maybe you should watch the episode. But she's yeah, so now she comes Ron in and she's not being all giggly anymore. She's trying to be like real hard. Okay, so you're talking about who is she in real life? Megan. I'm talking about Megan Mullally. Yeah, but that's not oh, yeah. the girl from... Yeah, that is her. Two and a Half Men. It's two different people. But it is the girl from Two and a Half Men in The Last of Us. Yeah, so Tammy Swanson in Parks and Rec is Megan Mullally or whatever her name is. Mullally. And that's actually Ron Swanson who played Bill. That's his real wife. In real life. You're talking about mm-hmm. a girl that looks very similar to her in Two and a Half Men. I haven't seen the episode yet. You should probably catch up because episode five airs Harry tomorrow. Potter. So that so there's somebody very, uh, very familiar oh, being casted yeah. in a role that you need to not have her be familiar. No, that's it. the bigger issue I have. I just can't. Who does she it. play in uh in the in the show? Is a Firefly? She's a brand new character in the show because it, it's built like, to. Exp- is it not somebody that exists? No, it's expanding on um Henry, Henry, and uh, what, what's the, the brother's name? Sam. Is that the black cup black guy and his son? Yeah. Yeah, and he has a wife or a girlfriend or something. No, it's, it's well, it's not even clear yet. But they haven't really explained it. But that's what it is. It's building on their background a little bit more. Yeah, in the game they were like a two minute character. I heard they're like an hour. Like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, I you know what I'm looking forward to, and that's what they're gonna fucking do with the second season. Are we like, or like they, they, if they take oh. on the script of the second game? It's controversial. I, I think my theory of season or episode or part two being split into two seasons is gonna be spot on. I think they're gonna push for four. And there's an easy way to do you it. You think they're going to get all the way through one? You're going to get all the way through part one and season one. And then season two and three will be part two. And right when they finish that, part three will come out as a game. And then the game will probably be two more seasons. And then they'll cut it with five seasons total. The whole Seattle timeline and everything like that. It's, it just depends on how they want to rush it. You know, it's pretty significant things that happen. But there's some like pretty... Uh, but they didn't fucking shy away from the Bill and, Bill and Frank adventure. So I think they're going to stay woke and do some of the shit in the second game. That oh, 100%. Pretty controversial. 100%. Yeah. Are we, we going to see Bella? Ramsey in any sort of nude capacity. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to see Bella Ramsey in any sort of nude capacity? For sure. <laughs> I'll see some titties. Fuck it. I'll say it. <laughs> I'm always down to see a titty. I was expecting the worst out of the show and so far I've been fully engrossed. It's entertaining still even having played the game like 10 times because they've changed it so much but it still gets to the same story beats but it gets there differently. So it's still interesting to see and they really removed a lot of the gamey stuff like Joel's not out there killing hundreds of humans out there. And when he does kill a human, it's really impactful. So they've, they've done a really good job keeping yeah. all that atmosphere and that danger and kind of diluting it, but also expanding the the cinematic emotion of it. Yeah, all. I'm happy with Joel a lot. I'm still warming up to Ellie a little bit, but Joel's 
good for you, me. You were saying, uh, you know, Bella, Bella Ramsey in second season. I think, I think you're, I think you're mistaken. It's not Bella Ramsey we're going to be seeing in the second season. It's going to be Ronda Rousey in the second <laughs> season. It's going to fill in for that sure. new character. Do you, do you think they make a? Yeah, they, they could because she does get older in the so second. Ronda game, Rousey so. would be a fantastic Abby, really stretching those muscles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, she would be Abby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So when you said Bella Ramsey, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, that's not that UFC fighter's name. <laughs> They could make a cast change when they do the time jump. They're not making any time change or, or cast changing. It's, it's no, set. no. Ronda Rousey would be a new character. She'd be the new character that only showed up in the second game. But I'm thinking. So go, going back to like the whole, uh, you know, if you start with, if you start with some uh, uh, a game that's already like maybe a little on the darker side, you can adapt it a little bit quicker to TV. And that went. What keeps coming to my mind is Assassin's Creed. So, eh, like, I, I love history on top of everything, but in Assassin's Creed, you're like, you're going through doing these things, and then, in you know, in school, George Washington was, like, a great person, and then in Assassin's Creed, you find out that he's actually got a hold of this apple, and he was actually a very bad person. So, if you did something like that, you can get that uh, tragic feeling of, like, your heroes going downhill right from the get-go, and it would make sense in this episode. Well, lucky you, Chris, because Netflix is making an Assassin's Creed TV show. Fantastic. Did you, did you see the Michael Fassbender movie? No, I saw previews for it, and I, I don't know. I didn't catch my attention. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it was going to be rough. It was okay. It was one of the better. It was one of the better video game movies, but it, it wasn't great. Made the Animus thing all strange. Like he was on a machine that would like let him jump in like real life, and he's in this virtual world. It was, it was silly. Oh, I mean, but that reminds me too. I think if Assassin's Creed can get back to that like Animus timeline instead of just playing a historical character every time it'd be fantastic it's a franchise that's been milked to death yeah it has well not as much as grand theft auto though it's second in line there's only there's only five grand theft autos there's probably like 20 assassins uh, and 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 the franchise is newer than grand theft auto <laughs> but grand theft auto 5 has been milked six or seven times well people stop buying it do people that game just <laughs> keeps printing money there's 12 assassin's creed games and that franchise didn't come out until ps3 grand theft auto debuted in the playstation one and there's only five four titles can you hunt pigs you can't hunt pigs in any of those games that's red dead redemption you can hunt whales in assassin's creed did, ryan did we have this conversation that it was assassin's creed never on gamecube yeah yeah we did i don't think assassin's creed hit nintendo until the wii u oh uh, yeah playstation 3 and xbox 360 and when i first met chris it was dude, it was assassin's creed came out 2007 yeah which was also when i right when i met steven i mean i graduated high school in 2006 so it was right then is when they popped out it's another deep dive we can go in on chris back when he worked at vaughn's and- chris looks like he used to work at vaughn's for sure for sure i was a i was a courtesy clerk at, at albertson's i was a courtesy clerk at ralph's oh there you go it's good back times right? i had a really good job Angel, you didn't work as a courtesy clerk. No, I didn't work at a grocery store. The massage place, fucking giving out handies. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like the guy that comes in after you fucking ejaculate, and he's like, "You need a little cleanup." Backstage, twenty dollars. <laughs> need a hot towel. <laughs> let me. You got a little. You got a little bit of something on your pants. Let me. Let me clean oh, that. I got you. that there. I got that for you, bud. <laughs> Is that the courtesy clerk? You have a good. You have a good <laughs> Slap it on their ass and send them home. <laughs> definitely have a well I definitely have to have a funny uh, funny stories episode the hot seat episode right all comes down from those like 
those those questionable decisions for Steve and I to start hanging out, and then it was just kind of like history from there. What was a questionable decision dating Annie? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Because <laughs> 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 I was I was wondering what sure my questionable decision because we met through our uh, exes. So like his ex and my ex were friends, and that's how we met. So I'm like, is that what you mean by questionable decision? Because that's fucked up, Chris. I would never say that about Annie. You're but, but if you never dated Annie, Annie, then I would have never met you people, <laughs> and then this would this wouldn't be a thing right now. I know. Annie was the key to all of yeah. us being together right now. So thank you, Annie. Shout out to Annie, not a sponsor, but thank you. She could be a Patreon someday. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess more more. More, more of my point is, is the the way how all of your life's decisions kind of intertwine and end up at a certain spot. So it was actually the act of decision making was the next thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to start this segment, title it "Decisions Were Made," and I hope that it can become more episodes in the future. Uh, on YouTube, I was watching this. Uh, there's this guy called uh, Oversimplified, it's a fantastic YouTube icon, and he he has takes a lot of like historical items or stories that happen and he kind of converts them into something reasonable and they're like really funny with a lot of jokes and stuff so i was listening to so he had this one about the pig war and i kind of wanted to talk to you guys about that because it was a little little iconic on how the decision making process goes so uh so to kind of to kind of dig into it um i have a map of canada now explain that to our viewers now the what is Canada? I see America. <laughs> so, Canada, yeah. Sasquatch, Sasquatchen, Metropolitan, Ontario. Saskatchewan. Yeah, Saskatchewan. So, so the way that the story works is the the war for independence just finished, and the United States was like partying that hey, we won, everything's going great. And as as they beat Britain, they they had negotiations with Britain on hey, how should we settle the new territory? So, United States like got this big chunk of territory and everything, and. They had to come to an agreement on how to separate Canada. At the time, it was just British territory from the United States. So, so if you look, if you kind of look at this map here, you, you like how they drew this. Like, imagine being the map makers at this time. And they say, "Hey, I got this idea. Let's draw a line like this. We'll kind of do a little curvy over here. We'll go kind of this way through the river, and then this way. And don't forget this little bump right here, because that island is United States right there, but not this one. Chris is spanning so through so I'm look- the northern United yeah, States so- across Ontario, Toronto, Michigan, for those listening. Uh, they- oh, they can't they can't see the share screen that I'm doing? Not for listening to an audio podcast, Christopher. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see, I see. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so... <laughs> I am looking. Okay, at- so the Great Lakes are divided into. That's new information for me. I thought all the Great Lakes were all in America. Right. I'm a fucking idiot. I didn't know that Chicago <laughs> was was coastal. No, they are half American lakes. Great not lakes, the northern part. Yeah, I thought they were they were American. Those are American lakes. It looks like Lake Michigan's all America, baby. Yeah. There you go. Fucking Canadians. <laughs> but Lake so, Superior, but, so, the but, greatest but, of the lakes. I've been in Lake that's Michigan. I'm fully America. Have you guys been in any of those lakes? No, I have been. not. I've been in Lake Michigan before. It's cold. Very cold. You know, it's actually in the in, in some of these lakes, I think my, my uncle was telling me in Lake Superior, they had, uh, you know, in the 1700s or whatnot, they would have those old ships would actually crash and sink and go and sink to the bottom. But Lake Superior is such a deep lake that uh, it when it gets far enough down, the temperature gets so cold that it's it would be like a freezing temperature. But there's so much 
weight and pressure from the uh, water above it that it won't allow it to freeze. So what it did is it perfectly preserved all the people that sank to the bottom. So if you go down there, it looks like the people sank yesterday. So there's dead bodies and they, at the and, bottom of the wow. lake. Yeah. And they look and just so, like they did. So they, they also so had to like... videos of this? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can find them. They stopped people from scuba diving down there. A, like it's kind of not safe because it's so deep and cold and everything. But B, it's kind of like, ah, uh, we're like scuba diving through like a cemetery. Like maybe we shouldn't do that. But I mean, I, I, so I'm just looking at this squiggly line and, it, and I just find it hilarious. Like it's, you know, so we have all these lakes right here and they're like, oh yeah, it's, we're going to this lake that lake and this pond and that pond and all is that lake lacroix lake lacroix there it is it's like one giant stream is that where all lacroix comes from that you you got it it's canned rainy lake very uh obvious there so the way that this starts off is they they drew all the squiggly line stuff and then they said hey we're gonna start expanding west so like we do the louisiana purchase and all that stuff and they're like well how do we settle everything else and so the two guys are looking and like hmm Straight line? Straight line. So they just draw a straight line through the countryside. All this squiggly stuff is important, but right here they said, ah, let's just do straight line and kind of see what happens. All the way over here, straight line, and then they wanted to keep Vancouver Island and then squiggle through there. So they're like, hey, we got it solved, no problem. So the story starts with people are starting to, uh, settlers and people are moving up into the Washington, Oregon area for like fur trading and whatnot. But uh, right next to Vancouver Island, the way that the treaty went, go to the Strait of Vancouver and then split the channel. But the funny thing is, if you start zooming in on this, you're like, well, you got these islands right here. You got these San Juan Islands. So right here, if you zoom out from anyone else, they would say, oh, you just go to Vancouver and through the middle. But right here, these islands, they weren't quite sure who had them or or what they were. So the way that this uh, episode starts is the British, who are over here in Victoria, they said, hey, when the treaty said the channel, it's referring to the uh, Rosario Channel, which means the line goes over here. So that means these islands are British. And then the Americans are like, no, 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 no. It goes through the Han Channel over here. So that means these islands are American. Both of these countries thought the islands were theirs. What could go wrong? Britain goes first. They go, hey, I know how to settle this. I'm going to place a sheep farm on these islands. That'll do it, right? So they place the sheep farm. The Americans see this British sheep farm show up there. So what should the Americans do next? They're going to do a cow farm. Good wolf on it. That's a pig farm. They're going to do a pig farm. Uh, so the Americans... I'm guessing pigs also. So the Americans go, you know, I see a sheep farm out there. You know what we should do? We should send a customs inspector out there and we should find out that Britain illegally imported sheep onto American territory. Hey guys, you need to pay taxes on those. <laughs> so the British are like, um, no, I'm a, I'm not going to pay taxes on those. B, you guys are trespassing. So I'm going to threaten to arrest you. So the custom inspector ended up getting like chased off the Island by Indians. So the customs inspector goes back and he's like, guys, 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 I just got chased off this island. These British folks are on American territory. Like, we need to get this settled. America says, oh, I know how to settle this. I'm going to send a sheriff out there to collect taxes. So he says, hey, uh, I see the sheep out there and this farming equipment. You owe me $98. And he's like, "Uh, no, this is British land. You You guys can go suck an egg or whatever. The American guy gets kicked off. So he goes back. He's like, hey, he told me he's not going to give me anything. So the Americans assumed this is green lighting that since he is not going to pay his taxes, we should seize his property, auction off the sheep to recoup our lost taxes. What could go wrong, right? So they go out there and they steal like like 34 of this guy's like breeding, breeding rams. And then the Americans are like, hey, hey, I got this other idea. You know how I can settle this? We're going to put a potato farm on the sheep farm. 
to like assert dominance, right? This guy goes out there and he sets up a potato farm in the middle of the pasture. What is going on? And- <laughs> what the hell is going on? Okay, sorry, go on. I'm just so. Just, I'm, okay, go on. Angel loves sorry. potatoes. Don't even get me started on the Great Potato War. <laughs> potatoes are very American. It's like a showing of a strength, you know, like check out my potatoes. So this guy sets, sets, sets up this potato farm. Lo and behold, he puts, so he puts it in the middle of the sheep and pig farm. Oh yeah, there was also pigs were being raised there. He comes out in the morning and he's like, hey, there are sheep and pigs in my potato farm eating all my potatoes and he's pissed off about that so he like chases the animals out and he goes over to the british guy and he's like hey man you need to keep your sheep and pigs out of my potato farm and the british guy says you need to keep your potatoes out of my pigs wait keep the potatoes out of the pigs yes you need to keep the potatoes out of the pigs so my question to you guys is who is correct in this situation no one they're both Both idiots That's what I was thinking. I'm like, who cares? It's a little island. Yeah. So, 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 does anyone, does anyone out there watch Yellowstone? No. Not yet, sir. No, no, no. Okay. All right. It's, so, so, it's a fantastic show. Add it, add it to your thing. It's basically Sons of Anarchy, but in Montana. I didn't like Sons of so Anarchy. Now, the, what? Uh, well, okay. So, it's a Spanish novella, but it's in Montana on a ranch. And it's cool because they're on a ranch. So in the in the show Yellowstone, the very first episode, the very first thing that they tell you is this guy has a ranch with cattle on it, but there ended up being a hole in his fence. So his cattle went onto another guy's land. And that guy said, these cattle are now mine. Now, what do you guys think about that? Accurate? Not accurate? Is that the way it should be? No. Come on now, man. Come on now. You know, they're just my fucking cows, dude. Come on, man. Yeah. Dude, what if they're if they're branded, if their ears are tagged, all that good so stuff? You're saying if you have all right. if you have animals on land, you own the land, it's yours. Uh no, 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 no. So so let's say let's say I own a how I own a ranch and Ryan owns a ranch next right next to mine. Mm-hmm. If I own cattle on my ranch, my cattle walked over to Ryan's property. But it's mine. Ryan would say they're now mine. This is correct. Yeah. 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 So yes. what? No, that that animal decided to live on my property. It becomes mine. No, because what if they're earmarked? No, because what if he escaped? He has no idea what a property line is. He just knows there's grass on the other side. He's just if the neighbor's the dog water. walks into my house and lays down and starts snuggling next to me, that hey, has become my dog. Hey man, it has, it has right. chosen just because home. your girl comes to my house. <laughs> Doesn't mean she's mine. <laughs> no, that's that's not how it works. No, just kidding. She's mine now. I own her. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's crazy. The, the, the thing is, Ryan is a hundred percent correct. See? The way the laws are put together is, you need to set up a fence to keep your animals off of my property. Like you, you're responsible for keeping your animals on your property. If you don't watch out for that, finders keepers. Yep. Law. And they go to the other side. It's that guy's now. What? No, dude. So. Going back to this like island situation, the when he said, "Hey, you need to keep your potatoes out of my sheep and pigs," he was technically correct from an American point. You need of view. keep your woman off my dick, right? I started thinking about this. We should take it one step farther. So let's say all four of us go to a bar. Okay, I'm here. And let's say, I'm all and let's say the bartender. Wa- yes. Let's say the bartender walks away, and if we stumble behind the bar onto their property, start drinking their booze, it's their responsibility to keep the booze out of our tummies. That is true. It is a hundred. That is their <laughs> responsibility legally. They will. They will be charged for over serving us if I go behind the bar. And drink all their booze, and they don't stop me. They'll get a they'll get a fine for over serving. So yes. if you steal, it's like yeah. if I were to go onto his farm and open his gate, wait, no, and let those pigs out of his 
pen, now they're mine. I can claim they're mine because yes. I sabotaged, but what I did was illegal. But what if what if the gate was left open? Yes. Well, so it's it's his responsibility to keep the, the pig. pigs from getting to your side. He bought the pigs. If he goes to you and says, those are my fucking pigs, I want them back, you kind of got to give it back to him because you are not supposed to be in possession of stolen property. Am I correct? Or you're just saying it's not stolen because the fucking animal is just... It's not stolen. If the animal crosses the property line and decides to make home there, it's not stolen. I didn't go over there and pick it up. It decided to yes. come and move and live in my property. Not stolen. The animal it, moved. Free they're will. They're saying the animals are just dumb animals. They're not going to abide by laws and whatever. They're just going to go do their own thing. So you being the human being is responsible for corralling them properly. Now, all things. Wait a minute. Okay, things- so let me ask you this. Go ahead. So, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But so like you said free will. Brian just said free will. Do you believe that animals actually have free will or is it just instinct? Is there a difference? Um, My take on that is that they're uh, I think they're kind of the tr- same. They're like a prisoner of their emotions. That like they are too scared of, like they have that instinctual "I don't want to get eaten" kind of shit. That like they won't do what they want to do. You know, like they don't. I think they're driven by instinct, yeah. but they still have free will. Yeah. Like they can decide, like, hey, I want to go here. I'd rather be on this side of the bed than that side of the bed tonight. They can definitely make those types of decisions, but ultimately, they are their day to day life is run by instinct. Like, I'm hungry, food's here. I'm thirsty. Yeah, because they're not on an intellectual level where they're thinking, like, you know what? What would I? What do I want to do today? You know, what do I want? What do I want to eat today? What do I want to do? Like, you know, like how we. But they certainly have preferences. It's like you you can have a bowl of food out for an animal all day, but they see that you come home, like, hey. I want a treat. I'm going to go over here because if I go over here, you give me treats, even though I have food over here. So it prefers the treats, even if food is actively available to it. So it's making the choice to seek a treat versus food, which is going to give it sustenance, but it prefers the treat. So they have some semblance of free will, but it's just much more primitive than what we have. So when the animal decides to live on someone else's property, it's made the choice to move. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the rule says, but if my fucking dog goes on into your yard and then you say, hey, fuck, that's not your dog anymore. We're throwing hands. What if that dog <laughs> comes every hands. day? It's like, oh, your dog came to my property one time. Like, hey, Steven, here's your dog. But every fucking day, the dog clearly makes the choice. Like, I don't want to live with the shings. I want to live with the shings. It's nice and cool over here. Steven's a dick. We're throwing hands. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think the idea in that situation is it is, I mean, if... If my dog goes to Steven's house, like Steven should be like, hey, man, I know he's here and he's technically mine, but you should take him back. And I I think the reason they did that with cattle is because if you if you had it the other way, like, let's say you had a, a farm or whatever, and they and they were just like, if I had a farm and Ryan had cows and his cows he didn't care about the fence and he just let them walk across and eat all my stuff. I'd be like, Hey, all your cows are here. You need to get them out of here. Oh, sorry, man. They're dumb animals. They're just going to go where they are. Well, I'm going to consider them mine now. Nope. Nope. They're still mine, but they can, I can't help where they go. So they're just going to eat all your potatoes and call it good. So I think that's why they made that rule is to prevent someone from doing that. That, Hey, if you're brave enough to let your guy let your cows wander in that other guy's property, he's just going to claim them, and that's how that shut that conversation down. So, Ryan, imagine you're on this San Juan Island right here, and uh, you got this potato farm, and you're just like loving these potatoes, and you can't wait to cook up some like twice baked potatoes for the Super Bowl, and crisp cut fries, and maybe some waffle fries, and then make some tater tots, a lot of good stuff. You've been like out there with an umbrella, or out there with like a heat lamp to make sure those potatoes are doing okay mm-hmm. and keep telling you keep telling steven steven hey man you're cat your your pigs and you stop eating my stuff and you wake up and they ate all your potatoes what do you do being an american i kill the pig kill the pig i kill the pig and i would eat it because that pig is now full of my potatoes and i don't eat my potatoes by eating the pig so the american 
shot the pig. And not only not only was it like just shot a pig, but I guess it was like a prized Berkshire boar. So I guess it was like his heavy duty big money pig. It wasn't just like a little one here and there. He shot like the the workhorse of the pig world. So then he goes over to the British guy, and he, you know once he calms down a little bit, he's like, "Hey British guy, I gotta apologize, but uh, I shot your pig." And that British guy loved that pig and watched that pig grow up. He's like, "Wait." You came onto British territory and shot my British property pig. The British guy loses it. He's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I think I know how to get this settled. You owe me $100 for that pig. Now, uh, $100 in 17 or like right around 1812-ish. I mean, how much does that really come out to? But the impression is... It's got to be like 50 grand. Yeah, yeah. It was It was definitely more than the pig was worth. It was, it was an outrageous price. That's kind of the point that they were trying to get across. The American guy's like, A, I'm a potato farmer. I don't got that kind of money. B, your pig was stupid. Not my fault. So he says, I'm not going to pay it. So the British guy goes and he talks to the sheriff and he gets the sheriff. And it, and so the sheriff rolls down and the sheriff says, hey, if you do not pay that guy $100, I'm going to arrest you. Now, let's think about what that what that means. That means that from the American's point of view, they're like, a British guy is going to come to an America He's going to arrest an American and he's going to try him under British law on American property. Does that sound controversial? Yeah, yes, it does. So, Ryan, what's the uh, what's the next logical step for the Americans? The next logical step for the Americans when the British, the, the, the British wants to sue him for the pig? threatened of being arrested. Yes. Uh, probably to sue them. No, no, no. You land troops on the contested territory. Oh. <laughs> so America drops off troops on the pig farm and takes over and they say, hey, we're uh, we're going to settle this right now. How big is this farm? It's uh, well, it's, it's the island. So, yeah, I don't know. It kind of looks like the size. I wonder how it's like. Oh, here you go. See, you can see half an acre. <laughs> right. so, so you can see Seattle down here, right? So this looks like like an eighth or a tenth the size of how Seattle. How many troops did they drop off on this farm? Now the British are over on Victoria, and they're like, "Hey, what's what's that boat doing over there?" And they look over there, and they said, "The Americans are invading British territory." The British sends in the Navy. So the British Navy parks off the island with their cannons pointed at the uh, American camp. And the guy, the guy running it down there, he like call he, he like calls to like the local general, uh, military general. He's like, hey, man, what do I do? And he's like, look, I don't care what those guys do. You prevent them from landing on the island. If they attempt a landing. You stop it. Yeah, baby. And then the Brit- at the same time, the British... The Americans? Yeah, the, that's what the Americans are saying to them, to their, like, military guys. Now, the British guys, they're saying, hey, man, we're, just, we're not going to just sit here in boats. You're going to land on that island, and we're doing a joint occupation. So at this point in time, the Americans are ready to prevent a landing, and the British are sitting in their boats preparing to land over a pig. <laughs> so then the- It's not just the pig. It's pride. <laughs> pride Berkshire pig. That's all people had to do back then. They didn't have no fucking internet or video games to do that. So, so, like- so the next thing that starts happening is at this corner of the globe, there's not a lot of excitement, but everyone's like, oh, things are about to kick off. So tourists began, began visiting the island to see what's going on with this occupation situation. Yes, tourists are showing up. (laughs) Tourists? Seriously? Yep. Like from 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 America? Right, both sides. Probably from China. (laughs) From China. China. Yeah. Okay. so this guy's this guy's <laughs> pig farm now has a potato farm on it. It's got American troops on it. It's got British ship offshore and it's got tourists on it right now. So then the British are like, "Hey man, this is getting kind of hot. I think we need to call in big guns." So they so the British call in the commander 
of the Royal Navy in the Pacific Fleet to come by with his ship. So when that ship shows up, the Americans are like, oh, dang, dude, this is getting ready to kick off. The Americans begin fortifying their position. Oh, yeah. They're creating the fort, digging the trenches, getting everything going. Now, while all this is happening, each one of these groups are sending letters back to their respective governments. But if I was just to zoom out for a minute, how long do you think it's going to take for a letter in Northwest United States to get to Washington, D.C., and to get over here to London on the other side of the planet? Trick question. Email. So we don't have airplanes yet. Yes. It, everything's being carried by boats. This is, this is a month-long endeavor to send a letter. Over a pig. It's, it's prob- probably more like a month and a half, two months. Over a pig. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the president in D.C. gets this and he's like, we landed troops on contested territory? What? Oh, shoot. I hope the British don't find out. And then it's like, knock, knock, knock. The British. Hey, what's this we're hearing about you guys landing troops on our territory? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. We should probably go figure this out. So the United States sends their top military officer to go sort out what's going on. So this standoff is happening. This guy has to sail all the way up there. So he shows up. He's like, okay, guys. He gets in the middle of it. There's all these people on the island. He's like, let me just let me just go through the facts. And the guy's like, well, I put it. I put a pig farm here. That guy put a potato farm. The pig ate the potatoes, so I shot the pig. <laughs> He's like, he's like looking around. Oh <laughs> Makes God, sense. I would shoot the pig too. So stupid. <laughs> this is the dumbest. It, it, so, so he's standing there and he starts going like this. Okay, let me settle this. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. British officers, you're okay. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You guys realize you nearly started a war with the strongest naval power on the planet over a pig. Like you, you guys, you guys hear that, right? And he's like, well, it wasn't just a pig. He was going to enslave this hardworking potato farmer. Yeah, you're, you're all fired. You're all fired. Everyone, everyone stand out. That commander talks to the British and they're like, hey, why don't we do this like joint occupation and we'll sort it out later. Well, years later, they have not sorted out the land dispute. For 12 years. <laughs> For 12 years. Well, probably because like. This is the greatest neighbor dispute of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so. so so they, we have to get through the Civil War, and then during the Civil War, relationships with Britain got, like, sour. So the, at the end of the Civil, Civil War, War, the United States blames Britain for the Civil War because Britain was supplying the South. So on the list of all the things they're pissed off at the very bottom, contested San Juan Island. So they decide to send it to Germany for arbitration. They do a presentation. Germany awards to America. The end. Fascinating. <laughs> wait, wait. Why did what, what, when did Germany come into play? Yeah, that was confusing. What's going on with Germany? Yeah, real quick. So it was it was international arbitration. That was the only way they could settle on it. So they said, hey, hey guys, let's just go to arbitration. And so they picked Germany to be the arbitrator. So they both went and presented their case. And Germany's like, all right, I'm going to award the island to America. And they're like, yeah. So, so if two countries have an issue that, that can't be resolved between the two countries, they can pick a random country and say, hey, Japan, who's right here? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would both have to agree. So if China wants their balloon back, and we go, we argue with China, they, oh, no, it's our balloon. It's on our property. We can go over to Puerto Rico and say, hey, Puerto Rico, who gets to keep the balloon? You are correct. But the, the one kicker is both parties have to agree on the same country. So if we're like, okay. you know, if uh, like, let's say if Japan's like, no, you guys are all buddy-buddy with Puerto Rico. I'm not going to pick them. But uh, the, the reason I do all that, the reason I say all that is it's, uh, it's funny how decisions and choices and actions have this long 
long-term effect 12 years later. It's like a whole butterfly effect thing. For all the viewers out there watching our channel podcast today, you made the right choice listening to that because it's 12 years down the road. You're probably going to be uh, also in arbitration in Germany. Yeah, make sure you get German if you're American. Yep. That's the moral. That's what I learned. Thank you, Chris. That was uh, riveting and uh, really informative. You know, it's uh, really interesting to see how people can drag things out over misunderstandings. And I'm sure it was a good pig. Uh, anything else you guys want to plug or, or talk about uh, before we close it out? Uh, I'd like to note that I sacrificed an hour and 41 minutes of playing Hogwarts Legacy to be on this podcast. I would have made it past the tutorial at this point in time. Noted. And your, your sacrifice will be memorialized. I learned today that Pig War was not a mud wrestling championship of fat bitches. <laughs> <laughs> would have been so good which i was hoping it kind of would be yeah that would have been great all right gentlemen let's close this out thank you everyone for listening and uh we'll see you next time see ya bitches